Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Conscious content creation will become easier the more you are present in your life and you take the time to reflect on you, what you've gone through, and you start to listen to other people and you start to observe stuff and, you know, lift your chin up rather than having it down, looking at your phone. Content is everywhere. And I, I think that's, that's kind of how we started off, like saying that we were going to talk about the content. And, you know, for, I, I know for, People who are really passionate about putting their work out there, content is king. Content is everything. And so if you're going to be in the business of putting out content to inspire, motivate, educate other people, it really starts with you inspiring, motivating, and educating yourself about yourself, right? We're always trying to lift everybody else up. Listen, you can't save anybody until you save yourself. That I learned that the, the hard way multiple times over. Hello and welcome to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, former therapist, now turned on-camera confidence and content creation coach, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Okay, I'm so excited because you are in for another special treat. Um, I did this interview uh, during the pandemic, actually, and... um, it was on my uh, friend Javier Mercedes' podcast, Passion in Progress. And I was going through the archives of interviews that I had done, and I said, what would really wake people up when it comes to taking action and realizing that what they have to say is valuable? And stop you know, asking every single person who is not qualified to help you for feedback, Right. What would be a really good wake-up call? Because that's really my ultimate goal always here on the podcast is to help you think differently, feel differently about yourself, and believe that you can do anything because I truly believe that you can. So I found this in the archives, um, which is literally just a year old, but it's still very relevant. It's passion and progress, taking action, and we go into content creation. So if you're a content creator... Uh, you're in business, you're promoting and marketing yourself online in real life. Um, but if you're using social media as your platform to educate and connect with and engage with your audience, then content creation is, 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 it's not, um, optional. You have to content, you have to create, right? You, you have to, and I don't like to say stuff like you should, and you have to, but you have to, because if you want people to know who you are, what you have to offer, what your services are, you got to create content. And content can come in multiple forms, right? This podcast is content. What I post on my social media is content. When I'm on other people's interview, um, sorry, when I'm on other people's podcasts, that's content. Um, when I write something, when I'm on video, when I'm on my stories, when I write emails, like that's content. And so it's because I use my voice and I use it with uh, a, a specific purpose and very intentionally, here's the thing, I either resonate with you or I don't. I'm quite aware that I'm very polarizing and I'm not for everybody and I don't give a shit because I'm not trying to be for everybody because every time I've tried to be for everybody, guess who loses out? I do because I always have to end up, I always end up betraying myself and I'm saying this to you if you are trying to be likable 
and trying to have everybody uh, like you, you're going to end up hating yourself because there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to need to do to be liked by every single person around you. Everyone's different and you're going to have to mold and manipulate who you are to be liked by everybody. And so I think this episode is coming in perfect timing for you. I, I guarantee you will find something in this interview that you can walk away with and be like, yes, I needed to hear that. And towards the end of the interview, we go into content creation. We talk about um, how oftentimes as content creators, we, you know, we tell ourselves that what we have to say is boring. The thing is, if you're bored of, with your own life, of course, you're going to feel like your content is boring, right? And so this is really about um, looking at yourself and knowing yourself and starting to raise the energy and the vibration in your own life. And um, this is not about having an exciting life all the time. I, I live a pretty, I, I, I live a very stable life. It's It lacks chaos and it lacks drama just the way I want it to be. But my energy is is high vibe. Okay. And I, and I work to keep it that way. I decided that I wanted my life to be amazing. And so I work towards that every day. And when you work towards having a great life, you want to share that with the world. And that comes in the form of your content that comes in the form of your conversations that comes in the forms of how you connect with people. And so really listen to this full interview because, um, at the end, as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit I talk a lot about content creation and if content creation is something that you struggle with, then I definitely want to invite you um, to apply for a VIP day with me. It's four hours. It's, I mean, I'm actually really excited about it. I don't know why I sound like, so I'm like, I, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I sound really monotone right now, but let me tell you something. I am so excited about the VIP day because this, first of all, it's something that I love doing. I can literally talk to any one of you and Figure out what your core pillars are, your content pillars. What do you talk about? Who do you help? What's your message? And come up with 90 days worth of content for you. Um, you know, using my simple of, using my simplified spreadsheet that I use. I am not fancy pants. I keep that shit so simple. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. And I have a step-by-step process in how I do this. And it's fun more than anything because if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. So if you want to apply for my VIP day, it's four hours with me virtually or in person. If you're in Austin, just go to vasavikumar.com forward slash VIP. I'll tell you the investment right now for a four-hour VIP day with me. It is $2,000. I do offer payment plans for those of you who are already like, I want to do this, but I need a payment plan. I got you. Don't worry. I got you taken care of. If you need a payment plan, I offer payment plans. So just head on over to vasavikumar.com forward slash VIP. Life is way too short to spend our mental energy thinking about what am I going to post on Instagram today? So I want to help you with this. This is a solution to a problem. If you are facing this problem, this is the solution is to sign up for a four hour VIP day with me. Um, and you can go ahead to the show notes or vasavikumar.com forward slash VIP. So without further ado, I cannot wait for you to sit back, relax, or lean in, whatever you want. If you're walking, great, walk and listen to this. If you're just chilling like a villain sitting on your sofa, go ahead and listen to this and enjoy this, take notes, or just soak it in. Um, yeah, here's my interview with Javier Mercedes on his podcast, Passion in Progress. On the 87th episode, we are here with Vasavi Kumar, licensed therapist, coach, and speaker in Austin, Texas. How's it going? It's going great. I love being here with you face-to-face. I never really do podcast interviews in person. Yeah. So this is this is amazing for me. For the listeners, do you want to do a little brushstroke of your history and what you have to bring to the table for some value for their ears this evening? Yeah. So on the you know, professional front, just to get that off the table. Um, my background is in social work. I have my master's in social work. I'm a, a graduate from Columbia University. I'm a licensed therapist here in the state of Texas. Shortly after I graduated, this was back in 2010, I became a coach and I started working with women, small business owners and entrepreneurs primarily on their mindset. As soon as I started to grow my business and started to see what worked for me, I started to help other entrepreneurs with that also. You know, Javier, I just have to I just have to say this like I I think life is too short to not do what makes us happy and life is too short to keep suffering. And we are responsible for the way our life looks each and every day. And I think if I just had to share a brief story about how this how I even kind of 
came about just this way of thinking like that I am responsible for my own suffering. And the, and the first step out of that suffering is to take the first step. When I was a kid back in 19, you know, 1980, <laughs> you know, I was born in 1982 on Long Island, New York. Um, my mom would take my sister and I back to India every year. I'm a first generation Indian immigrant born and raised in New York. And, um, my mom didn't want my sister and I to lose our culture. So she would bring us back to India every year. And she never wanted to give us the bougie treatment. She like, she wanted us to like, you know, be like, stay where she grew up in my grandparents' house, be surrounded by the level of poverty that we saw growing up. Just she didn't want to isolate us and kind of give us this jaded view of, you know, reality versus you know, fantasy. I remember when I was four years old and I saw a homeless man. Now you have to remember India is one third the size of the U.S. and we have three times the population of the United States. So just, just imagine how crowded that is. Half of our, more than half of our population is living on the street. When I was four years old, we were in a rickshaw, like a little rickshaw kind of driving around, little uh, scooter type thing. And I saw this man eating out of a dumpster. And I remember in that moment, obviously feeling very deep empathy and compassion for this guy. Like, why does, why is he suffering? Like, what, how come I get to live beautifully? You know, how come I have all these things in my life and why does this man have to suffer? And th at that age, I made up my mind. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I said, I want to do whatever it takes to end suffering. You know, not necessarily world hunger, but any sort of suffering that human beings experience. And for me, what I love doing with my clients and what I've personally experienced is to end the suffering in our mind. And that's where it all begins. Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. There was a thing that you said to me over the phone before we started doing the interview about how you treat yourself on the inside versus how you like show up on the outside, something along those mm -hmm. lines. Can you elaborate? I can elaborate a lot about that. So <laughs> I think the best uh, example of that that I have, and I'm just going to put it out there, you know, being in business for 10 years, I've done very well. The past five years, I would say probably from 2000. 15 up until 2018, 2014, 2018, let's just say five years, okay? Like my mid-30s, I'm 37 now, were the roughest periods of my life because I was <laughs> coaching and teaching everybody how to live their best lives. I think this is what I told you. I was teaching everybody how to live their best lives, how to, how to move past their mental obstacles, how to go after what they want, how to, you know, self-love, self-care, all the memes, right? All in the memes. In spoken form. But I had a closet cocaine addiction. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> I just went, mm -hmm, but that's like, uh, <laughs> that, that, wait a minute. Pause breaks. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the reason why I am so passionate about starting from the inside out, like it doesn't matter. I had plenty of money in my bank account. I lived in a great apartment. 
drove a very nice car. All of the, all the things on the outside that one would say, wow, she has it together. And yeah, on the outside, I had it together. There was nothing lacking in my life on the outside. What was missing for me was a sense of groundedness, centeredness, and a sense of self on the inside. Hence, why I developed this addiction through the toxic relationship that I was in, the details don't matter. What matter is that I had been so swayed by making sure that everything was all together on the outside. Got to make sure my social media game is on point. Got to make sure that I'm, you know, getting these many clients a month and hitting these financial goals and not paying attention to what was going on on the inside, which had manifested into an alcohol and a cocaine addiction. And it's so easy when you're up here to say, well, I'm high functioning, right? Like I'm able to serve my clients. I'm able to pay all my bills like, you know, in advance. And I, you know, I don't get late fees and I'm, and I'm living this great life. I must be doing okay. But I wasn't because eventually in October of 2017, I had to go to rehab. Um, and I am a thorough learner. So I did have to go to rehab twice. Um, I, I did not learn the lesson the first time. Um, I went to rehab. I checked myself in, went back home to the East coast where I'm from. Everyone knew my family had to, you know, it, it all came to surface because eventually I could not sustain both. You can't sustain. I could not sustain living this great life on the outside, but dying on the inside. So that's, that's. So, yeah. so what you mean by that is you had to tell everybody the truth about what was going on. My secrets kept me very sick and eventually I had to come clean. Um, I remember, I mean, if we're going to go there, I'm just, we're just going to sure. go there. So I remember, um, and I, I've made amends with my family. I, I'm a 12 stepper. I've worked through my steps multiple times now and I have, and I, and I am, I'm not sure when this is airing, but I'm right now I'm about almost 11 months sober. So by the grace of God, everything is going great. But I remember, uh, having to really come clean with my parents and, it was probably like when I, when I first checked myself into rehab, it was five o'clock in the morning. I was not in my right state of mind. And I heard a voice come like, I just heard a voice in my head. If you want to call that universe, God, whatever. I just heard a voice and I was, I was out of my mind and I heard this voice say, text your sister. I don't know why I listened to that voice because I had been ignoring that voice for years at that point. But I texted my sister. This was in 2017. I said, can you come here? That's all I wrote. And then two days later, she was here in Austin, flew me back to Philly, um, and I checked myself into rehab. And I had to come clean. And um, the only way, honestly, the, the foundation for me staying sober and everything else is that forget about everybody else for a second. I have to be honest with myself. I Every single day, the most important person that I look at and communicate with every single day is the person staring back at me in the mirror. When I go to bed at night, I have to go to bed with a clean conscience. If, if I've said something or done something that may have hurt someone, or if I have not been completely truthful, which by this time, I, I, I make it a point to be as clean as possible. You know what I mean? But Let's just say in a moment of weakness, because I am a human being and I am flawed, I clean it up like that. Because when you allow stuff like that to take control of the mental space, that will fester and then it will trickle into other areas of your life. So for me, 100% honesty, no matter what, has to be the way of living. And it's not easy. It's not easy because... I can't lie. You know what I mean? I can't, I, 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 it's a matter of life and death and not to be dramatic, but it, it truly is because I've played this tape out. I've lived this story before. If I just take one drink, just a sip, or if I just dabble in a little bit of whatever, whatever substance is around, if I just do a little bit, that's all it takes to, for my mind to be like, well, screw it. You've already, you know what I mean? Just, you might as well. That's how I operate. Not everyone operates that way, and that's why it's so important that you get to know yourself better than anybody knows you, because that is the most important relationship that you have. It's the one that you have with yourself. How is that mentality translated to the work that you do with your clients then? It's, honestly, I've become better at what I do. I'm, I mean, it, it, when I was working with my clients during my addiction, and I, it's, it's, it's not embarrassing to admit this, it's just like... Even as I'm saying it, I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. But even the work that I was doing with clients, I, I've always had the, the best of intentions for my clients. It was just with myself that I 
didn't practice what I preached. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the truth. And I, and I, I've always had the purest of intentions with my clients. That hasn't changed my delivery and my directness and my, uh, le- my, my tolerance for excuses has gone down <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cause I've had clients, um, reschedule on me multiple times, like back in the day. And I'd be okay with that because guess what? When I was getting, you know, whatever the night before, I would have to reschedule clients the next day because I knew I wouldn't be, I mean, I'm like dopamine depleted. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to serve them at the highest level. So I would let them get away with stuff because I knew I wasn't up to par, you know, but now if a client doesn't give me 24 hours, I'm like, girl, you lose your session. Like it's clearly stated and it's, it, it, it has developed a more mutual respect between my clients and I because they know if you're going to sign up to work with me, like no BS because that's that you're not going to change if you're going to BS yourself. So I have found my, the quality of work that I do with people, um, has gotten up. I feel has gone up and I also feel there's like an alignment. Like when I, I remember in the past, I would be telling you one thing, but in my mind, it's like, well, you don't do that. You, you know what I mean? Like, boss, I mean, do you know, do you know what kind of, you know what that duality does to you? It, it rips you apart. You can't go to sleep at night. Your self-esteem goes down when you're saying one thing, but you know, behind closed doors, what you're doing, that affects your self-esteem, that affects your confidence, that affects the relationship that, that you have with yourself and true connection with other people. And so now, it's my only goal in life, other than obviously to be sober, which has become easier as the days go by because I've dealt with a lot of uh, heartbreak and, and you know just so many transitions over the past two years. My only goal in life is that what you see in, right now is exactly who I am behind closed doors. I, one person. That's it. And, and obviously we have our moments. Like, I'm not going to talk to you in my dog voice, right? I have, I have, <laughs> I have a golden, you know, I, I have a, I have dog hair in my mouth. Actually, I, I have, I have a golden, I definitely just have, yeah, that's, yeah. So like, obviously there's a limit. I'm not going to talk to you in my dog voice, but what I mean is like what I'm saying to you and what I'm, what I'm sharing with you is, is, is translated no matter whether we're here on this podcast or I'm driving home and, and I'm by myself on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Like what? So. That's how it's really, you know, made a difference. So that's with clients. And then how has that translated to how you are, and I want to say portrayed on social media, but also how, how has that uh, reflected how you show up on social media? This is such a good question. Um, so before I used to post content that I thought my audience wanted to hear. Me too. Okay. So you, <laughs> it was always, and it was always as as blunt like when i go back to some of my posts from like back in the day starting from like two, two you know 2010 onwards it's good content yeah it's good it's like you know to the point whatever but there's i noticed about my writing back then it was always god i don't want to offend anybody so i'm just going to fluff this up a little bit i don't want to be too direct because then you might think i'm mean or too harsh and now it's not that i don't care what my audience thinks but i am of the mindset of i'm going to share what what I'm going to share. I am not going to say what I think you want me to say so that you like me. It is, this is what's relevant in, as far as my contact, you know, my content, these are my values. These are my beliefs. If you want to join in great. If not, there are like plenty of other inspirational IG gurus you can follow. I don't care. (laughs) Right. And I, and I've had to, and I learned that through the process of getting sober, through the process of breaking up with two toxic, you know, from two toxic relationships. And it's like, I finally, you know, I feel like God only gives us situations in life over and over until we learn the lesson. And the lesson that I've had to learn is focus on yourself, not what do I need to say in order for you to like me? What do I need to say for you to jump on board? What do I need to say for you to want to interview me on a podcast? It's this is who I am. This is what I stand for. These are my beliefs. This is my journey. Take it or leave it. That's all I can do. I would say that's a strong through line. And what I mean by through line is with each guest that I interview, uh, obviously with some guests, we don't really touch on this mm-hmm. kind of subject. But with a lot of guests that I interview that are successful in whatever endeavor that they're doing, mm-hmm. and since it's passion and progress, most of the time, it's whatever they're really passionate about. One, they can explain the... Uh, whatever it may be, whatever they're really passionate about Mm -hmm. in a way that's relatable to another person. So say it's like astrophysics Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. like that. They can talk about it in a way that's like relatable to other people, but also they're so 
authentic and passionate about what they're doing that it doesn't like they just by who they are and how they show up and what they're talking about, it just rubs off on you. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I want to, I want to learn about astrophysics <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I find like with some of the guests and yourself included, just like if you show up and you're like, all right, I want to provide value and I want to be like, like, this is a joyous, like, thi- like I'm, I'm here to talk about my experiences and all that kind of stuff. And then like, oh, I'm interested in like, how did you get from point A to point B with all this stuff? Whereas if it were something that were on the flip side and you wanted to portray what people thought it Mm -hmm. was supposed to be, then I feel like there's in, I'm getting to the kind of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and I know that's what you wanted to talk about. So, uh, I feel like there's some relatability to what we're on topic right now. So imposter syndrome, go, go, (laughs) everything. Okay. So, so when I think about, um, imposter syndrome, I think the, the, what I find to be kind of the greatest, the biggest challenge with imposter syndrome is that you people don't feel they are worthy or they are qualified to be sharing content, to be providing services, to be, you know, being on video or being interviewed. And so this is what I like to tell my clients is you are uniquely qualified as you. And as long as you are sticking to who you are, your experiences, your lessons, your journey, and you're sharing from that place, how could you be an imposter? Right? Like I, I can only be me. I can only like I I cannot be an imposter if I'm if I'm literally telling you what has happened in my life. I am uniquely qualified to tell the story. I'm not telling the story of Oprah, I'm not telling the story of, you know, Tony Robbins. I am telling the story of Vasavi Kumar. How can I be an imposter? So I think for your listeners and your viewers who are of, you know, kind of going through that struggle of like am I a fraud? Am I a fake? Only you can answer that. And that is why the first step to really getting over imposter syndrome is checking with yourself, like being real with yourself. Is what I'm saying, is it really how I feel? If I had to edit this, to boil it down, to be as like succinct as possible, like is this is this as real as I can be? Because that's all we have. We have our words, written, spoken, video content, whatever. However we're choosing to communicate, that is all we, that's what we have. That's how we show up. That's That's the medium that we use to communicate. The way you get over imposter syndrome and to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm totally 90s hip girl. <laughs> Sorry. Can't, can't help it. I, I have these little cheeky, you know, one liners that I have to throw out every so often, but is to ask yourself, like, is this, is this in line with who I really am? Is this in line with my values and my beliefs? Only you can answer that for yourself. And a lot of times until we actually do it, whatever the thing is, until we actually sell until we actually have our first speaking gig, until we actually pitch ourselves or write our first blog post or whatever it is, we're always going to feel like an imposter. And can I tell you something? I've been in business for 10 years and there are still days where I'm like, is this really me? Like I still have to check myself sometimes, but it's, it just, it's just a great opportunity to check in with yourself and ask, am I being real? Am I being real with myself? So I don't know if it ever goes away. I don't think it does. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't because then I feel like the minute I'm like, I don't ever have imposter syndrome. It's like, then I stop learning and then I stop kind of like checking in with myself. If I think like, oh, I'm always going to be real all the time, which is the goal. But every so often our ego will come in and we'll have these, these thoughts from the past that are like, we'll say it this way or say it that way as it keeps me in check and it keeps me humble and it keeps me grounded and true to myself and honest, no matter what. I would say you're very uncomfortable in front of a microphone and on camera. So with what you just said, how much is it? Because one, it can be one thing to know yourself and know like wh- how you want to show up and how you want to be like, this is what I the kind of information that I want to give. But for people that are just starting out and they, it's their first time hitting record on a camera or something like that, what kind of tips would you give to just get past that hurdle of let's do it. Come on, let's, okay. let's go. That, that kind of thing. First of all, thank you for the, the kind words. You have to understand I was my dad's muse growing up. So mm-hmm. I actually have a photo on my fridge <laughs> back in the eighties and like early nineties, we had like mirrored doors that mm-hmm. like sort of my dad would, would always stand in the mirror, in the mirror, taking a photo of me standing in front of the mirror. So I'm, I'm used to being my father's muse. I've always been in front of the camera and video and uh, I'm a daddy's girl. So just. Always wanted, wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I would say, and so this did not happen overnight, me being comfortable in my skin. Uh, I, I think the, the, what you see now is a, is a 
product of getting sober, is a product of being real with myself, is doing a lot of internal work and to just doing it anyway. So the first step I would say, whether, okay, let's just say it's camera work. One thing that works is standing in front of the mirror. See the way you talk. Like literally, if you're like, if, if, if someone is going to give a speech or you just, even if you don't have anything lined up, how often do you stand in front of the mirror and have a conversation? <laughs> I'm laughing because I do it every day. I'm like, and I'll give myself pep talks. Like if, if I'm like, you know what? You're going to be okay. You're going to be like, I'm literally talking to myself and I, and I look at my facial expressions and I just, I get to know what I look like. What do I look like when I'm talking? Start getting used to your face, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying look look in the mirror to, you know, straighten your hair and to critique yourself, but just get to know who is that person staring back at you. One thing that I will say, if you're staring at your reflection, if that, you know, you're looking at yourself and you start to have these thoughts in your head like, I'm not attractive. I'm stupid. I don't know, you know, what, you know, what the heck I'm doing. I'm not good enough. That's what you need to work on. Because as much as verbal cues and nonverbal cues and your hair and your makeup, all that matters, I'm not wearing any makeup right now. Okay. I don't, I don't care. Right. What matters to me is what is going on up here as I'm talking to you right now. So for anyone wanting to get started, two things, practice every day. What that looks like is standing in front of a mirror, looking at yourself, hear the sound of your voice. Second thing that I was, I would, I would suggest, which I do every day because I am single and I live with my dog. So I really don't have tons of people to talk to and I have my clients, but they're not my therapist. Um, I would say talk out loud. Hear the sound of your own voice. Get used to what you sound like. Practice your pitch. Practice your volume. Practice modulating. And I have conversations with myself out loud all the time. I mostly do that when, if I have some negative thinking going on, like if I'm, if I'm judging myself in my head, I will say that out loud so I can hear how ridiculous I sound. <laughs> how me, it's true though, right? Because I would never say the stuff to you that I sometimes say to myself. So, um, I'm just trying to give an example. Well, I'm, I'm a little hormonal. Okay. For whatever ladies reasons. And yesterday I was definitely not in the best of moods and I was just agitated on the inside. And so I said out loud, Vasavi, what is wrong with you right now? And then I was like, why am I being so impatient with myself? Like I'm going through some stuff. And so I literally had a dialogue with myself. So I know this may be like, well, why would I do this? It's so you can get comfortable with yourself. You have to know yourself, know how you sound, know how you look. And most importantly, know what's going on up here. You have to know your mind before it starts to control you. You have to develop that relationship with your mind because if you don't, it will always control you. It will always tell you that you're not good enough if you don't train it to say otherwise. You got you to become allies with your mind. Yeah, I would say one podcast and two doing my YouTube tutorial content. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things is the... I, the disconnect from brain to mouth and, and, and thinking of, I have these bullet points, whether they be in my head or they're on paper. And in my head, uh, I know for a fact, everything's like a okay. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to breeze through this. Like two hours later, just wanting to say it the most efficient way. I, I'm like, okay, now I've finally got it out of, like, I've recorded all the things that I needed to record, but when I first started on YouTube, it was like, it would have been like uh, five hours of me recording. And I think there's a, like I said, a disconnect between when you're thinking about how something should be said versus actually saying it out loud and the thought process that goes behind mm -hmm. the delivery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you have an idea. First of all, this also is because we fall into the comparison trap. We look at all these other people speaking. We're like, well, I should sound like them. I should sound like them. No, you sound like yourself. If you want to know what yourself sounds like, start practicing. Just start. You, 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 I, I, I don't know how else to say it other than just start. Just start. Hit that record. Send it to a friend and be like, what do you think? Or just w watch yourself back. Like I, I do these daily, daily shot of courage, which is funny coming from the sober girl. It's called Daily Shot of Courage. They're one minute videos, okay? They're on my Instagram and I started shooting them last week. They're only one minute. You would think like, okay, it's a minute. It's so hard for me to just like, cause I'm, I'm wordy. You can tell I, you, I love words and I love to use my words, but in one minute I did like the first two or three, uh, Videos that I did took me at least an hour and a half to do. I hadn't been in front of the camera in about six months. So I was just 
over and over. And every single time I'm like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, and then, you know, it was, it was funny. I had fun with it because I got to get back to finding my voice. I know what I sound like when I'm feeling good. I know what I sound like when I'm charged and I'm ready to give. And if you don't get into the habit of practicing every day, even if it's like getting on the phone and talking to your friend, like if you're an introvert by nature and you're shy by nature, you actually have a lot going for you because um, I dated an introvert. He picks his words very wisely and I, and I respect that about him. And so if you're an introvert and you're shy, just use that to your advantage because you will use like every single word that you say will be so intentional and it'll be so poetic and beautiful. All you got to do is give yourself a chance to just practice saying it out loud. So if, if you're too uncomfortable to hit record, start by doing it in front of the mirror. If you're too uncomfortable to do it in front of the mirror, when you're driving on I-35 or Mopac and you're stuck, start talking out loud. Just start like, you're like, okay, I want to write about um, how to write great captions on Instagram. Like, let's just say that's your thing. Then like, Pick a caption that you would want to say and just say it out loud. Like, hear what you sound like. Does that sound simple? I mean, it's simple, but mm -hmm. it's not easy. Yeah, there was a past episode that I did with Alex Christophorus. She's a news anchor for Yahoo Finance, mm -hmm. and uh, she could talk a mile a minute. And she could also, the she had the same exact thing um, growing up. She would be on the toilet and then just yes. just grab the TV guide book and then just start reading it out loud because she was so well spoken and her thoughts were so efficient. But it was also that she talked so fast. I was like, how do you how do you do that? Yeah. But it's I'm assuming that's because that's how she has the job of a news anchor because you have yeah. to be so spot on with that kind of stuff. Um, with that, with that being said, uh, I know we talked we touched on imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, a, also being in front of the camera and everything showing up today. What is something else that, uh, at top of mind that you would like to talk about? Cause I know whenever I go into these situations, just like I was talking about on the phone, um, like if there was some bit of advice or information that has been on the forefront of your, I want to say brain lobe, uh, what would it be? It, it's really on this concept of taking the first step. And I think that is overlooked a lot because, you know, you go online, there are all these like courses to do this and that, and people get overwhelmed. And it's just like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how. And taking the first step is really um, underrated, right? I, mean, I, I don't think it's sometimes it, it's just that one thing. It is that one thing. And my friend Grace actually, you know, let me borrow the book, The One Thing, um, by the guy who started um, Keller Williams, Gary Keller. And it's such a beautiful concept. Like, I know, I know we, you know, this is something that's like, oh, yeah, Voss, we, you know, we've heard about this, but it's like, if you can just cultivate one thing that you're going to do, one step that you're going to take, if you're a creator and you want to create content and you haven't been creating content for days because your personal life is a mess and you're not inspired to, that happens. Like when I was in the middle of a divorce and, and going through everything, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you how to live your best life. You know, like I had to kind of bounce back from that and then, uh, you know, get inspired from within. But I would say take one, like one step. If you feel like, man, I'm not putting out as much content as I, I should, but I want to put out content, you know, find a photo that, that inspires you and write something. Like it could be one, it's one thing. And it's not usually this huge gargantuan type of action that you have to take. It's just the first best step in AA. And in NA, Narcotics Anonymous and AA, you know, the, uh, the motto that we have is, you know, when you're feeling some sort of way, if you have an obsession, if you have a craving, if you're going through anything, what should you do? Obviously, we surrender to our higher power. But after that, you take the next best step. What is the next best step that you can take? This is often hard for people because everything seems like an option. But if you quiet your mind and you give yourself space, Sit still and listen to the thoughts in your head and pay attention to how you feel. That next best step will come to you. And if you noticed, even as I'm saying this, I intentionally slowed down because I could feel within myself, man, I'm amped up. This Javier guy, we're having a good, <laughs> we're doing great. But I intentionally in this moment had to slow down because I, my mind works quickly and it, Thankfully, they both are connected. So I can, you know, but I could feel my mind going very quickly. And I said, in order for me to really hit this point home, 
I need to slow down. So yes, I'm telling all you guys listening and watching, uh, take the first step. But even before you do that, spend some time in silence. Slow your mind down. Nature is great. When I, when I sit outside and it's, and it's hot and I just let the sun beat down on me, I feel better. I feel clearer, even if it's only for five minutes. So do whatever you need to do to get grounded, get centered, sit still, sit with yourself. You don't need to ask a million people for feedback. You already know the answer, but you're, you got too many thoughts in your head that, that prevents you from really just taking that first step. So I actually gave like two things. <laughs> take, take, the, take the first step. But before that, yeah, no, I mean, um, I just got back from India actually in December. I went back to the motherland. I hadn't been back to India in a few years, but I went for yoga teacher training. And I've always wanted to do that, uh, teach yoga. And, uh, just just have more of yoga in my life, being being brown and having yoga be a part of my you know DNA and just being, you know, that's, that's from my roots. And I just kind of lost that. And I was trying to bring more of, that and spirituality into my life. And um, I went to India for a month and I really reset everything. I reset the way I look at things. I just me, myself, my, the relationship that I was just getting got out of. And so whatever you guys need to do to reset yourself, it doesn't need to be this huge, complicated thing. Remember as a kid, what you loved to do. Remember what you used to do as a kid that just made you feel good. Um, I used to read a lot when I was a kid. I could lay on the couch and just read book after book after book. So, you know, taking that first step is 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 what I really like the point that I want to hit home, but even before you do that, recognize that you have the power to really quiet your mind and to become friends with your mind and you can allow your mind to work with you rather than against you. Yeah, there's a, a plethora of different guests that I've had on the show, like CEOs and uh, people that have founded different companies. And they said <clears throat> one of their biggest, I want to say superpower, even though it's something simple, is <clears throat> the idea of even though they're in charge of these huge companies is just to sit somewhere and wrap their head around an idea. And I think that's also one of the reasons why the best ideas come in the shower because you're not bound <laughs> by toilet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think in the shower because you're not you can't have your phone. Yeah. Even though phones now are waterproof, but yeah. you you are you have to be there with your thoughts. A cool story about the power of silence is I had a past guest and he has a speech impediment. So he uh he stutters. He's a he's a stutterer and he teaches other stutters how to wow. uh help with their stuttering. It's this thing called McGuire program. Shout out Brian Sellers. But I saw him speak live and he asked the question to the audience, what do you think the biggest fear of mine is? And they're like, Well it's probably speaking because he's stuttering and he's like, No, it's uh silence. So during his speech, he actually sat there and he wanted everybody in the audience to sit in silence for two minutes. It was like the longest two minutes. But you could tell there was just this energy about the room uh, when it happened. And then he continued with his speech. But he was like, that was my biggest fear of public speaking, because I think it was like one of his first public speaking gigs besides him teaching. It's like, that's, uh, that's legit for somebody that can stutter, but then have a moment of silence with a huge group of people. And then your your mind starts to wander like, oh, like, what's the situation in the room? Then you go past that next thought. Mm. Then you go past that next thought. Then you keep going down the train. And then you like, you really start to focus on other things. And then by the end of the like, it's not even two minutes. Like it, In that time, it's like five minutes. You're like, oh, wait, we're in this room with these people. We're in awkward positions. Are you smiling at the person next to you? Are you like that whole thing goes through your head? But I don't know. It gets you out of your comfort zone. I'm really glad you shared that story. I think we might have talked about this when I was on the phone. So I was a morning show co-host here in Austin. Um, I lasted for six months. And when I look back on what went wrong, first of all, it was at 7 a.m. I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, like self-care out the window, right? Because <laughs> I'm up doing my hair and makeup at, you know, f literally five o'clock in the morning, no time for anything. Um, I was just exhausted. And we had to be on air, my, the host and I, and we had to, you know, be happy at 7 a.m., which is fine. I'm naturally a pretty chipper person, but I did not develop a stuttering problem, but I did develop something very similar to what you said your friend Brian was, Brian, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Brian, 
So uh, this was my first time on live television host. Uh, oh, wow. I had done... Uh, I'd come on as a lifestyle expert when I was living in Kansas City, and I'd give career advice and life advice and all this stuff, but which was fun. But this was so different because we were like in charge of running the show, like with the guests, and and we had our hot topics, and and so I had first time, you know, wearing the ISB and having having the producers talk in my ear and counting down, and I'm like, man, I just want to be able to have a conversation without being given thirty seconds left to talk, and a lot of anxiety started to show up. Uh, I was worn out, burnt out, brand new also, and just really feeling like I have so much to learn, which is fine. I'm I'm a learner. So I didn't stutter, but I would do this thing where I, the silence really got to me. And it wasn't the silence, like I'm okay with sitting in silence. It was like those pauses in between conversation. Cause like, see the way you and I are just talking, we're going back and forth and I'm able to like know when I'm done talking and then I let you take it over. That was hard for me back in, in, in um, March of 20, uh, sorry, September of 2018 up until this past March. And so I would choke over my words. So I would have the idea in my head, the thought in my head of what I wanted to say, but I would, there was a definite disconnect. No, oh my God, between my mind, between my breath, and my mouth and the words. So I'd go like, and I, and the words would get lodged in my throat. So I would have to be reading prompters and I'd have to be, you know, interviewing guests or talking to my host and just kind of, we were doing this banter and I would stumble over my words. Like I wouldn't stutter. I would go uh, uh, like, I couldn't get the words out. And when I think back on it, I think a lot of it maybe had to do with the silence and it also the manufactured conversation piece. Like we're not having a manufactured conversation. No one is giving us cues right now. We're just talking. I think it just goes to show it wasn't a good fit for me. Um, it, it, it was not aligned with just kind of how my, my own lifestyle, like that early in the morning and all that stuff. But I, I really love the idea of sitting in silence because two minutes can feel like forever if you are not the type of person who ever sits in silence. So you know, first thing in the morning, I pray I, before I even get out of bed. My mind goes like that first thing in the morning. It's like, what do I got to do? But I've quieted it down a lot. Um, don't really struggle with depression and anxiety as much as I used to. And I think a lot of it is I've upped my prayer throughout the day. Uh, I work from home, so I'm in silence a lot. I only play music when, I, when I'm like, man, I could like use some music right now. But I enjoy sitting in silence and just working um, and not having too much input. Like, you know what I mean? So... Getting used to silence um, is definitely a great skill to have. And I, I can say this being in recovery now, I think the thing that led me to a lot of my addictions and continuing to grow was uh, being with my thoughts was scary. It was a scary, dark place for me. Like it was just to be alone and be with the thoughts in my head perpetuated the cycle of addiction for me. Is that Because I did not have a good relationship with my mind. My, my mind took over. It sounds like... Also, it's a metaphorical noise, so you'd want to keep yourself out with people or be around other things yeah. to keep you occupied. Absolutely. You know, um, it, it's funny, Javier, that you mentioned that because like, I could have a full day of clients, right? And I'd be on. I would obviously not be using drugs or drinking while working with clients, but um, I would be working with clients all day and then four o'clock would come around. I'd be done and I'd have nothing. I'd be like, well, I've given all of this to my clients and I felt so empty on the inside. And then I was just left with myself. And no matter how much good I had done for the day, it just, I still felt really empty, unfulfilled, empty and unfulfilled. And four o'clock would come around and I'm like, all right, well, I would, I would, I would try. I remember this one. Oh my God. I remember this one time being in my uh, bedroom, just finished working with clients. I had a client who said like, wow, I'm so glad we're working together and all this. I was done talking to her, went into my room, laid down in fetal position in my bed. And I just kept saying, please don't call the dealer. Don't call the dealer. You don't need to call the dealer. And I, and I did because obviously, you know, that's, that's how I coped with life at that time. But now it's like, uh, I relish the silence. I love the silence. And I think for your listeners watching who are creatives and, and, and creators and want to put good, good stuff out there. You have everything you need inside of you. You have the life experience. You have the struggle. You have the you know lessons that you have learned. You have funny stories. You have powerful stories. Give yourself the quiet time to brainstorm. Give yourself the time to jot these things down. Give yourself the time to reflect on how far you've come because we're always thinking about what's next. Got to hit this milestone. Got to hit this milestone, which is all great. I am all for goals and milestones. 
But at this stage of my life, it's right now. What do I do right now? I mean, I think we can see with the passing of Kobe how, I mean, it took me like a week to get over that. And I'm still very sad about just the sudden passing of him and his daughter and the, the rest of the people on the, the helicopter. But it's like, all I have is right now. So, you know, not to take a line out of Titanic, but make every day count, make each and every day count. It's so true. And so cr- content creation and conscious content creation will become easier the more you are present in your life and you take the time to reflect on you what you've gone through and you start to listen to other people and you start to observe stuff at you know lift your chin up rather than having it down looking at your phone content is everywhere and i i think that's that's kind of how we started off like saying that we were going to talk about the content and you know for i i know for people who are really passionate about putting their work out there content is king content is everything and so if you're going to be in the business of putting out content to inspire motivate educate other people it really starts with you inspiring motivating and educating yourself about yourself right we're always trying to lift everybody else up listen you can't save anybody until you save yourself that i learned that the, the hard way multiple times over boom boom <laughs> it's just like there's the snippet there's yeah. the highlight that's yeah. awesome now a word from our sponsor. Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Real Rich, is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Real Rich, a community of women who are on a mission to get paid simply by showing up as their truest selves in business and in life. If you're looking for a community of women who you can turn to, seek insight from, and give back to, then try out the Real Rich community because it is time to be you and get paid. Learn more by heading over to vasavikumar.com forward slash membership. Here's to you being real rich. Um, getting into particulars, it sounds like you really, uh, Instagram is your, your social thing of choice um, for the most part. What would be, uh, and you mentioned the one minute. Um, daily, what, the d- daily shot of courage, yeah. Yeah, the daily shot of courage. Getting into a more technical aspect how do you plan that? Is it something where you just like, these are the subjects that I want to talk about today? And more from a, um, from my perspective, it's like, all right, in my like content planner in my head, or if I'm planning out what I want to do for the month or any of that kind of stuff, it's like, I have these kind of topics and then I have like bullet points on what I want to do for that video and all that kind of stuff. For you, what does a normal content creation process look like? I love that you asked this question. So you have to remember that um i am literally back to content creating again and it's i'm doing it in a way that feels so right for me so i want to say this i used to have if you go on my youtube channel just vasavi kumar i used to have the set i used to have the full on makeup i had everything which was a lot of fun i'm glad that i have that content just living there on my youtube it's great content my issue has never been the kind of content that i produce it's how i go about it that's exhausting for me so I'm, I don't know where I saw like someone post like just one minute videos. I go, one minute videos are great because my mentor once said to me, if you can't say it in 30 minutes, if you can't say it in a minute, you're not going to be able to say it in 30 minutes. <laughs> and we're on a podcast. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> no, it's fine, but it's like, well, you know, you know what I, I, mean? I know what you mean. But I was like, you know, this is really good because I, I, I know I can be a little verbose. I know this, you know, my, my parents, my, my family makes fun of me like, okay, here we go. Let's sit back and, you know, g- get a drink or something because Vasi is going to go off on a tangent, but it's just because I'm passionate. Um, this is how I plan it out. So I'll tell you my exact thought process. So I knew I wanted to do one minute videos. Boom. So I made that decision. I didn't want to do IGTV because it's like, oh, and for me, it was like 10 minutes. I was like, no, I just, I want it to be, I want my feed to have a combination of images with with words like like my own content um and like things that i've that i've said or done and i have a lot of transcriptions from a lot of my online courses like this part is brilliant okay like i'm proud of myself for actually doing this um because i've been putting it off for so long so i said i want these one minute videos and i want some images right that will be branded have my website on the bottom little like truth bomb that's it. So then I said, okay, I want these videos to have the heading on top and I want it to have the captions. Okay. So I just, I found out which apps to use and I use this app. Uh, 
I don't even remember. I think it's called Caption This, or I think it, I think it's Caption This. It's some app that I have that I paid six ninety nine for, and I just keep my phone up and I do it like a square mm-hmm. image and the cap, and I edit the captions after each one. Um, and I went on to Keynote and I created the thing, the the header. Yep. I, I'm not, I'm using the right words, but I created the header. And um, I put the title and I have the two little images. It's a shot glass with the Hindu god of courage, which is a monkey god. His name is Hanuman, which I was raised chanting his prayers and everything since I was a kid. Very symbolic for me. You know, my dad taught me this 40 verse prayer when I was a kid. So shot of courage, created the logo myself, did all that. I have this header now. So I, I wanted it to be systematized. I wanted to have all I have to do is swap out the title, put the title in, have my captions, boom, ready to go. Um, so I did that. As far as content planning, I repurpose a lot of stuff. So I've been doing this for a while. I used to do this thing back in the day when you subscribe to my email list on my website at vasavikumar.com. You got daily acts of freedom. There were one liners. Just one-liners. So I took that. I still had the Excel spreadsheet. And I said, how can I turn this into, you know, my daily shot of courage? I used that as inspiration. But then I also opened up my um, Google, uh, what do you call it, spreadsheet or whatever. This is my content plan. Google Sheet. Google Sheet. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did I just say? Google Sheet. Uh, well, I, Google yeah, Sheet. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yes. Because so Google Sheet. This is what I did about uh, probably a week before I knew I was shooting. And I went down to Galvanize. They have the co-working space. And I just um, rented out a room. And I did that. It's great. Padded and all that. I opened up my Google Sheets. And I li- just literally just sat there at 6 o'clock in the morning because my brain is fresh. And I was like, what are all acts of courage? Say no. Um, release straining friends. Stay sober. Stop saying you're fine. I just literally just let my brain go and I just put one liner, one liner, one liner, and that's it. That's all I did. And I have about 80 of those written out. So I've shot about 30 videos. I'm just going to do 30 videos a month, uh, every two weeks. So I'll have enough for the next, you know, few months to go. Um, but that's how I plan. And then I went to the co working space, put up my phone. I'm like, I went through my little spreadsheet. I go, I want to talk about saying, no, let's do that. And I, I just pick what, what comes to me in that moment. I don't, I don't go in order of like what topic I'm talking about, like whatever I'm feeling. It has to, I has to feel, it has, I, it has to speak to me in that moment. I'm a very like in the moment. So um, then I started recording and obviously the first few sucked because I'm like, oh, and then I was like, okay, I need to have a solid intro and I need to have a solid outro. Everything in between, I'll be okay. I'll riff. So I just started off by saying today's Daily Shot of Courage is... And then I read what that one line was. And then I said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, I go, so today's daily shot of courage is stop saying, you know, whatever. So I just for, like, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you just told them. Oh, my gosh. You just exactly. There's <laughs> another guest on my show that just said they verbatim what you just said. But yeah. it's like he he has a very huge following on yeah. on uh, YouTube. And that's exactly like his formula to creating content. So there must be something to it. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you that today's Daily Shot of Courage is XYZ. I'm going to say a little bit about it. That's the part for me. And I want to say this to you guys listening. The part, the part within myself that I can riff is from years of practice. It's because I love to hear myself talk, Javier. <laughs> I love I, how you admit it. <laughs> I, love, I love hearing myself talk. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm very intentional about what I say. Anything that I say is to help you end any sort of suffering in your life is, is to help you, you know, become clear, become focused. Just know the first step. Everything that I say is intended to help you. So I love hearing myself talk. Cause it's like, I'm literally, I'm like making you feel good and making myself feel when I talk and help others, I feel good. It's an instant shot, you know, of goodness. So that was my, that was, that's what I did. I did like 30 videos the first time came home, made all my videos on keynote import, you know, uh, downloaded it as a movie. And, um, Every night, I'm actually going to start scheduling my Instagram posts. I like to write my captions in the moment, but it's taking up too much time. Like I can write very quickly, but I I have other things going on that I'm just I'm probably going to just get a planning tool and schedule everything out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think one is buffer uh, yeah, to, to, to yeah. schedule. I I don't know if you already yeah. have one. I actually I was either going to look at Planoly or there's later, um, and I buffer also. And for those listening, we're we're listing off apps to schedule Instagram posts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is like I wish Instagram just had that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's why like, not? How do you not do that? And I don't know why, but I bet you it'll be a, a feature that they roll out soon. Um, and then I I also talked to you about. Oh, this was great. Like, so I wanted to also do social media uh, images. So I had the vi- one minute video uh, every day. So I post twice a day. I do a video and then I do. Kudos for that. Dude, I'm, I created a system. I said to myself, what do I want without 
driving myself crazy. You're going to see my face every day and you're going to read my words every day. And that's it. And I said twice a day and that's that. I love Gary Vee. I'm, I do not have a team of like 80 million posting on my behalf. I, I, I love him to death. I mean, I, I, I literally, I resonate with his story so much. I love him probably more than any kind of person out there speaking. But what I just, what I did was my content for my social media posts. And this is what I want you guys to hear. You've already written great stuff. You've already written Facebook posts. I'm sure you've written great emails to your list. Maybe you've have, haven't, maybe you have a journal of ideas that you've thought of. I have two online courses on my website. And, um, part of what you get, you know, when you download is like, you get the movie, you get the worksheet, you know, I have like a PowerPoint thing, you get the transcripts. And I was like, let me open up all the transcripts for all my audio recordings. And I just started taking snippets from my transcript. I did not even recreate new content for my social media posts. I went into my transcripts and I'm like, this is great. This is great. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. So I've literally created now for the next three months, social media posts that just have to go out. Yeah, that's uh, it for for those listening. If you do have a YouTube channel, it auto transcribes your videos, which yeah. that's where you can um, pull from. Recently, I've been using a software called Trent okay. and uh, that's an online app. And I have to say that it's a little too expensive for yeah. if you if you hadn't gotten if you haven't had anything transcribed before, mm-hmm. I would say it would be worth getting it for like a month if you're just one person, because it's one of those put the media in and it transcribes mm-hmm. it for you. And then obviously it's not perfect, but it's pretty close. It was made by a guy that um, he was like a news anchor for CNN. Oh, wow. And he was tired of the quick turnover and then having to like have the transcriptions be the hiccup or the bottleneck mm-hmm. in the breaking news. So he designed the whole software to be for like content creators to for that quick turnover. I've had a great experience with it. But I would say it's like it's a little too expensive for your everyday content creator that just wants to like, I want to make things. But I will say the power of having your content transcribed is so amazing. I haven't learned that or I've learned the power of that um, firsthand these last couple of weeks. I've been working with a couple of documentaries on sports Oh, that's awesome. For, for, um, so last week when we, you were like, Oh, let's do this last week. I was in Miami for the Super Bowl and I, and I, I was cutting some stuff for, um, Fox Sports. The way that this works on the higher end TV shows is you'll have interviews with players and other people and those get sent to like a website like rev.com. Mm-hmm. Rev, rev is another great resource where you can take it. They have an auto transcription service, which I think is 10 cents per minute or, they have just a whole fleet of people that literally sit there and type your wow. your transcript and they get it back to you with time codes. However you need to have your transcript, it's a great resource. Um, how that works, though, is on the back end, as a video editor, when you have your transcript, instead of just looking at audio waveforms, you can now physically go look at words on a page and be like, oh, this is when they talked about that subject. And it's so much easier to have a searchable thing in a transcript as opposed to an audio waveform. So I know that's a little uh, offhand to, no, the, the, to, well, like, to, to, to the power of transcripts, but um, recently in the past year, I've really, really dug the, the idea of having a transcript with your um, audio or video content. Now, that's not the same. Is that the same as captions? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, okay, yes, cool. yes. So, well, so you would use a transcript to then caption the okay. video on the back end. Which Rev can do that too, or Trent, any of those yeah. kind of things. And and for your listeners mm-hmm. and viewers watching, like I said to myself, I need to show consistency for myself first, right? Because it's like I can drop. I've, I've spent so much money on my business, you know, just back end stuff and just my own my own education and mentorship and coaching. And I said, all right, what is the most cost effective way for me to do this? Like, let me show some consistency first, and then I'll, you know what I mean? So clip clips. You know about clips. The app clips, it's like just for, um, just, just through the Apple store or the app store. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the app clips. So that does it. And then the caption, this that I have. And then, oh, the app that I use is called Clipomatic. There you go. Dude, that I'm like, okay, Voss. And I see as a, as a creative, I overthink everything. I'm always like, is this the most efficient way to do it? Could I be doing it better? Which is, I think is great to look at that, but don't let that stop you from creating. So I just said, I'm going to use this. This is good enough for right now because it's better to get started and tweak along the way than try to have it be perfect and never start. Perfect. And the other thing I would add to that too is 
don't like if you if the captions is a hiccup just because it's Instagram and caption like just screw it and have your video without captions. Yeah. I will this is a perfect example. Yeah. One of my best performing podcast clips was I, I spent a lot of time like making like nice little neat like little snippet highlights with like captions and a progress bar and mm-hmm. then like some graphics and all this stuff. But there was one that I did um with a sign painter. He I didn't even make it square. It's just 16 by 9. It's the smallest kind of video that you can put on the feed. Put it on my podcast um, highlights IG channel. That thing got like 2,000 views in like less than like 10 minutes or something like that. It's like one of of my best performing videos and it goes completely against all of the norms that you hear about like, well, you got to put captions. It has to be square and like all this other stuff. And I like seeing that... is I think a good indicator of if your message is strong enough and it resonates with the right yeah. people, then don't care about yes. the captions and yeah. just start. Just start. Just do it anyway. If you, but and would I say you know like to would I agree with you or say no, guys, you need to have a caption? I one hundred percent, one thousand percent agree with you because if your message is strong enough and you're hitting the right audience, people who really need your message. At the end of the day, none of it matters. None of it, like the captions don't matter. The heading doesn't matter. None of it matters. But content if, is yeah, king. Yeah, content is king. So <laughs> content is queen, actually. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. Want to take my free quiz on how well do you really know yourself? Head on over to vasavikumar.com forward slash take the quiz. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and create anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.